Welcome to the Digging Dexter podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. Hey, all this is Colton. And this is Victor. Surprise, motherfucker. We are finally here. We are at the finale. If you are at all confused, you did not skip an episode. I don't even know how to title this episode on the podcast. Um, oh, description. A... We're doing episode 11 and episode 12 of season seven. Uh, do you see what I see? Episode 11 and then the season seven finale. Do you see what surprise, motherfucker? You surprise, just do it like that. Motherfucker. Do you see what surprise, motherfucker? Like, just do it like that. So it's all just kind of. <laughs> I think that's kind of what I have the room right now. Do you, do you see surprise, motherfucker? Um. We decided to do this, and we talked about this last episode, primarily because uh, this is one of the most. Uh, th- th- there's there's definitely parts along the Dexter show where you can do this, but I I remember talking about this with Colton, and my to my memory, it was like, hey, the final two episodes, once we're really done with Isaac and the whole of that we really boiled down to what this season was always about. Uh, it started out always being about Bay Harbor Butcher, Dexter getting caught. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the line, Hannah became really important. And in these final two episodes, you could almost make this into a movie of sorts. If you just move different scenes around, this could be mm-hmm. like a, you know, a Dexter movie, whatever. So we decided to kind of make it one podcast episode in terms of the first half, we're going to be discussing just Hannah, because they really don't bleed. The two stories don't bleed into each other. Uh, even like Dexter and Deb's emotions don't blend into the Bay Harbor Butcher stuff. So we, ju- we just thought it would be a good idea and sort of a trial uh, that we blend these two episodes together as one. Uh, so that being said, we as a season finale... You see, episode 11 is going to get some of the short shrift as we do some overall larger discussion. But overall, as a season finale, um, up to, you know, do you do you have what you think is the worst season finale? Ooh. Worst it's, season? You know well. what? Let me, let, I'm going to go through some of them just to sort of give you like a little bit of refresher. Okay, and then you can just sort of like pick and choose. I mean, whatever. I can say, but it's it's not fair. Mine is going to be next season, but that's not fair. That's a series. I'm not going to count yeah, that. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, really. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I, I said that that's fair because that it that does close that. You know, when we talk about season f- series finales, it is supposed to be the capping of it, it is the capping of the show, but it is also though that episode season. Um, so it, it's fair. It's fair if you want to cap it at that. Okay. Season eight. Um, I think in terms of finality and being a season finale, I always talk about where Dexter. They always have this wrap up. You know, Mm -hmm. for the most part, it it always was nice and clean. Next season, we're telling a whole new story. Uh, The season one finale was really great Mm -hmm. in terms of you know that's the Bay Harbor. I'm sorry, uh, the Ice Truck Killer and. Yeah, and they kind of did leave the door open, like, "Hey, Dokes is really on to me." There's like a closing scene. Um, season two finale. Um, it's the same thing where Lila sort of eventually gets caught and killed. See, uh, I think that's the one I actually dislike the most. I actually well, think season two is the one I. I was gonna say, as much as I like season two, 
I honestly think that's my answer. But go ahead. I, I, I could change my mind. I could change my mind. You're right because season two is a lot more of the ride instead of the end. You know, it's a lot yeah. more of how we got there. Uh, season three finale is pretty weak in terms of the Skinner was never really a big threat. Miguel mm-hmm. Miguel Prado was already killed in the episode prior, so mm-hmm. there's not really. And you know, you have Dexter's wedding. Um, Mm-hmm. Season four finale, a big one. That's a lot mm-hmm. of cat and mouse with Dexter and Trinity. And you obviously have the huge holy shit moment of mm-hmm. Rita being dead in the bathtub. Um, season five finale to me is another week. I'm, I'm in, I'm imparting my own. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Own, my own things here. Season five finale sort of lived up to expectation, except when. Dexter and Lumen are about to get caught and then they don't get caught for reasons unknown. Um, and then you have Dexter's, uh, sorry, Harrison's birthday party. Jordan Chase just escapes. No one ever finds him. Uh, nothing leading on to the next season. Season six finale. Obviously we did, but just to recap, kind of a big flashy, you know, trying to catch Travis Marshall. Nothing really happens up until Deb walks in. Mm-hmm. Now we got the season seven finale. Um, season eight finale, there's a lot of, again, same thing, Dexter, cat and mouse, but that's really not as satisfying. Dexter mm-hmm. kills the villain of that season, the the brain surgeon. And obviously you have the big WTF moment of Dexter goes on a boat, fakes kills himself. Hannah and Harrison are in Argentina and Dexter ends up as a lumberjack, as everyone would predict. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> so, uh, if if I could go first, I this it's between this season seven and season four as a finale, as a really? as a as a package, um, like a wrapping up of the season. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and I I feel like see, I, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment. I just feel like this episode really encapsulates the previous 11 episodes into this finale. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of first for me in this season. So trying not to be prisoner of the moment. Ah, God, there's a lot of bad in this, in this season finale too, though. God, I don't know, man. What, do you have one? <laughs> what, the, the, uh, are we going with worst or best? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so- Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. Worst. Oh God! Season three, it just it, okay. it was it was very like okay, you know it was like all right we'll we'll see you next year. There wasn't really anything life changing or series changing. Rather, you got Dexter being married, but it wasn't didn't feel like what whatever. Um, uh, um. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Season five. Season, season five. five. Without season, a doubt. Season five is pretty bad. Mine is actually going to be season two. Um, as much as I really like season two, how season um, two ends, it just ruins it for me. I don't know why. I just remember the whole ending and just being like, this is it. Like, this is this is how we're going to go, especially with Dokes dying. And granted, it does come back. So I guess there is that part of it. But it takes a long time to really come back. I mean, we go like seasons without him ever being mentioned and stuff like that. Was whatever but i i don't know what it is it's him flying to paris to kill her and then flying back and then we're just supposed to accept that that was this 
easy thing for him to do. He never gets caught. I that one to me was just it just something about it just seemed plus it was the way like certain parts of it were filmed was just real bad. I don't know. It just took it took me out of the whole the whole show. So yeah. There's um I was discussing with my friends today. We were talking about superhero movies and did you see Batman vs Superman 2016? Yeah. Uh we were all like, man, that's that movie goes down as like one of the worst movies. And it's like I was like, honestly, I really like that movie. That movie gets completely overshadowed by the moment where mm-hmm. Batman is uh and fuck spoilers, it's been out for four years. Uh <laughs> the moment where Batman's about to finish off Superman, and then they both realize that their mother's name is Martha. And it's like, Martha? And all of a sudden, he doesn't want to kill him. So it's just like, that overshadows a lot of good in that movie. And I think some of that blends into season two finale, where the ending just kind of got a little muddy. And more so, I bet you if they had a redo, they would leave Lila out there, the same way Lumen's out there. So you could always bring that character back. You could just say yeah. she fled Paris. End of story. Um, I would have been fine with that. I would have been right. so happy because it, it, it would have been fitting possibility. Exactly. Um, and then are we good? So are we doing that, and then are we doing best? You could do best. I want to. I want to add one more thing. Oh, okay. season, season six finale was really bad. I think me and you just kind of said the whole that whole episode. Like this is just really bad. It just felt sloppy and like mm-hmm. just didn't like the stakes didn't feel right um but i think the same way i uh you know batman versus superman in the season two how like one moment sort of changes everything i sort of give season six finale a pass because it leads it gives us season seven mm-hmm. um that so one moment makes up for that yeah. whole yeah i was gonna say season six isn't good but the fact that it bleeds perfectly into season seven the way that it does that transition is literally nothing it's yeah it's perfect that's where it at least to me it's not the worst because it's not the best i'm never i will never write that the best season but because of that um i think it's not the worst and then what you do you have one as the best season one for me okay yeah. Going through everything, I would say season four. The only reason I won't say season four, though, for me personally, is because, and it's kind of the, what just what you were talking about with one little thing can kind of overdo it. The fact that Rita dies and how Dexter finds it, finds Rita dead. How is it that Trinity did that without Dexter knowing? And on the deathbed going through everything. He never mentions it. He never said, I don't know. Something about it just seemed off that little bit. That little bitty thing is what kind of ruins it for me a little bit. It's still an amazing ending. Don't get me wrong. It's still a really good ending. I still really like it. The stakes completely changed because now Rita's no longer in the picture, but that little bit, for whatever reason, it ruins it for me if it's worse. So I really like season one. Plus season one ends with the di- doesn't season one if I remember it ends with the divers finding um the bodies that, at the that's but still the start of, that's the start the start of season. season two. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Uh if I if I had to pick the, the best season finale, I don't want to be prisoner of the moment and as unfair as I made it to you and making you pick on the spot, uh, I'm just as unfair position. Uh, I'm gonna pick this season because I really enjoyed this season, and they they really changed up the Dexter formula. Um, the, even in these two episodes, there there there's point there's stuff I really like because they're doing stuff that Dexter has never done. Um, so I, I'm going to give the nod to this season. Um, okay, and I'll, you know we'll talk about a lot more why, but this is a good one. 
you also have something that you don't have in except one other season finale and they kill off a main character and there's something where the television audiences post sopranos we just love fucking killing people off the main cast we just enjoy it there's mm-hmm. some well you know it changes it, it it's it's something you don't expect it happens and it changes the dynamic of the show um <laughs> Man. oh my god one of the uh the first big ones i'm almost positive in like television history starting with sopranos is at the end of season two um i actually don't want to say this because this actually would be a spoiler for you but it, with I, the don't, end- don't worry about don't worry about it like uh, for real it's how how old is it? how old is it yeah okay um, fuck you if you fuck you if you haven't watched it yet and i'm saying that to myself so <laughs> it's okay <laughs> i'll just say i'll just say and people who are watching knows because if i say the name it's going to stick with you and it, it will ruin some of, of some of the sopranos there's a big character that dies literally big at the end of season two and it it's one of the first like they don't they don't do that they don't kill off the main people um it is it's older let me th- go ahead i'm sorry i'm talking out loud i'm talking yeah. out loud i'm sorry um so uh and and finally we get in the show for the first time that's not a main uh a villain guest guest uh guest actor on the show you know just not hired for the season you know mm-hmm. it's not your jimmy smith it's not your trinity it's not your jordan chase you have someone on the show and some really high stakes um so that's that's why i'm definitely saying season seven i think i'm trying to remember so i and i know it's older so Sopranos would have been one of the first big ones that done, uh, did that because when I haven't seen Sopranos, so that's not going to be one of mine. Mine is going to be the first time that I remember them killing off a main character. And I'm not trying to plug my podcast that I did, but I honestly think it's Boardwalk Empire that it got me. And it's the season two finale of that because I do remember watching that. And I'm not going to like spoil anything. Again, that show, it's been out. We're at the 10 year anniversary this year, but. Um, I, I that one is what got me because I do remember watching that um, and I was watching reruns at that point. I, I hadn't gotten up to the live part and being just blown away by what happened. Um, Are we at all forgetting the biggest one to do this? So I was like, I know there's something else and I can't oh, think oh. of it. Game of Thrones episode see, nine no, of no, no, season no. one. That was I was the going one. Oh, that, that's the biggest one. I was going to mention that, but. That doesn't count to me because that's after Sopranos. That's after Boardwalk Empire. That's after hell. It's not? No. Season one of Game of Thrones is like 2010 or maybe 2011. Wait, I always forget they took off like two years between some seasons on that. That's right. It is the year. um, It's the same year. It's earlier in the year of the second season of Boardwalk Empire. Okay, so, so that one is the big Game of, one. Game of Thrones does it June 2011. Boardwalk Empire does it November 2011. Now, I know that that was because I I wasn't watching Game of Thrones at that time. And I knew what happened, like, because of, like, TV and, like, well, everything. Part it, it, it's taken from the books, so it's sort of... Uh, True. Dealing with and the character in Boardwalk Empire is a fictional character, Um but yeah, we, we can go down a whole rabbit hole of we can yeah 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 killing killing main characters. Um, but it always it's something Dexter always avoided for the hell of always really avoided. And you have so many side characters you could kill off. Billy Brown doesn't count. They made him do essentially nothing. You essentially have Dokes. No, that doesn't count. Laguerta and then 
Rita. Season eight. Uh, Rita, 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 also another big one. Um, so yeah, and, and if you if you realize when when you talk about the best seasons of Dexter, two, four, and seven, mm-hmm. Dokes, Rita, Laguerta. Um, to to sort of get into the episode, uh, we're splitting it up into here. So the first we're going to do the Hannah storyline, and then we're going to move on part two do the Bay Harbor Butcher. Um, let me start this here to make sure i know where my thing starts shut up cunt sorry 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 um the episode 11 do you see what i see i if i had more time i would have done and i really wanted to do it but we, we already started recording too late I wanted to do a super cut of how many times they mention they say the word. Do you know what word I'm going to say? Because I want to see if you picked up on it. Mm-mm. The future. It's oh, no. Nah. The future. The future. Dexter's future. The future. The future. I, I should I should really try. I, if I had more time, I would have done a super cut of like. I did not realize all, that. It's all they say. And And to be fair, the episode starts out. Dexter talking about the future. It's mm-hmm. Dexter. And like. It's weird. Everyone, I mean, when you see Michael C. Hall in old age makeup, we are both thinking the same thing, right? It's bad. Six feet <laughs> under. Oh, I yeah. Only this one wasn't as good as Six Feet Under did it. I was just like, is this? I don't know. It was it was bad to me for some reason. Yeah. Um. It's the first thing I always I always think of when when I think of this scene. So little tidbit here. I can see that. Uh, Something I was trying so hard for and I failed miserably. In the beginning opening scene, it's Dexter in the future. And what they're setting up is Dexter's looking, you know, maybe some of you do this at home. You kind of think about where you're going to be in 20, 30 years. And you just think about like, oh, we're going to be here and you're gonna, your kid's going to be grown up or whatever, whatever it is you're, you're doing in life. And um, Dexter is doing the same thing. And... Dexter is still killing in old age and he's about to kill someone. That person on the table he's killing is one of the writers on the show, Scott Reynolds. I have mentioned Scott Reynolds quite a few times because I met him in San Diego Comic Con 2013. I like bumped into him and I was like, holy shit, man, you're fucking Scott Reynolds. You're one of the writers. He hosts the, uh, there was an official Dexter podcast that mm-hmm. came out for season seven. Um, and. I, since like I have that weird thing where he follows me, I follow him. Uh, I've been peppering him. I only sent him like two or three messages trying to get him on the show because I remember he was talking about how much work went into that scene, which is a completely throwaway scene, but how grueling it was for him just to be laying on the table getting stabbed. So for like eight hours or something like that? It was like eight hours. They had to set everything up. He said he was just sweating all day and he had to keep sipping water through a straw. That's the only way they could feed him because they had to keep <laughs> doing their shots. So when you think about all these kill shot scenes, um, there's a lot of work that goes into them. Anyway, I'm going to say this on the podcast. So maybe at a later date, we can um, we can all pepper uh, um, Scott Reynolds. Uh, I tried to get him on for this episode and I really wanted to talk to him just about this shot. I want to I, I, I always love the context behind the scenes. Dexter doesn't give you a lot of behind the scenes. There's no blooper reel. There's mm-hmm. no like there's there's there, there's some um after the episode discussion, but it, it's never anything of worth. Um so Scott finally got back to me. Uh 
and, and this is for you uh, Dexter fans out there because it, it's kind of fun to know. Scott Reynolds has been on the show since like season one. He's, he's, he's been on there. Um, Scott finally replied to me, hey, man, sorry I didn't get back with you. I'm in the middle of production with the new limited series. My time is insane. I'm afraid I'm going to have to pass, but let's for sure make the time to do this for the new season. I commit to you that I'll do it for episode nine of the limited series event. Cool. Which I, I I think we did this on the live show that we were talking. He's literally giving. He said he would come on for the mm-hmm. second to last episode of the limit series. Limited series, mm-hmm. which will be so cool because I'm sure the stakes will be up here. And it's I was gonna, gonna say like, that's a big. That's like the big episode. Yeah, um, because you're gonna have like the setup for for the, the final episode. Um, it would be so the what episode? Oh fucking yes, Colton. <laughs> It would be the uh, parliament, the parliament, the parliament, the penultimate pin, the Benjamin oh. Button ultimate episode. Cannot wait. <laughs> if you're a fan of the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, if you were listening to the Bootleg and Boardwalk Empire podcast, if you listen now to the Digging Dexter podcast, that's a joke that has spanned across three podcasts. <laughs> it's the Pin and Teller ultimate episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, if, I can like get, a, if I can get Penn to come on just to make that joke, I'm going to start sending him messages. Listen, I'll, I'll talk about it later <laughs> in the episode. I also got denied by Dokes, uh, who is played by Eric King. So <laughs> if you can get if you get Penn, you're an asshole because I've been trying to get these other people and I can't get. Just give us a message. Hey, Penn, what's up? You're going to swoop in here and get Penn. Uh, and then if you can't get him, maybe we could try uh, Mike Pence because Penn. <laughs> He's got a bunch of free time coming up, so. Um, yeah this is why the podcast is going to be two hours because we haven't even moved off the the opening montage i know oh my god (laughs) anyway um they are they're setting you know dexter's looking towards the future Uh the episode kind of starts out like wow there's a lot of hope for dexter's future um and obviously we'll see how quick that goes away um the opening shot of episode 11 Hannah and Dex are kissing in the nursery and sort of gives a feeling like they're toasting to the future, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, um, and then uh, I want to bring this back because it's kind of the same spot where their story ends you know, later in this episode. Um, oh, yeah. Um, okay. Deb is hammering uh, Arlene Schramm to come forward regarding Hannah McKay. Hannah, so this is a Christmas episode, which is always about family. Anytime you have a holiday episode in a TV show, it's always, you know, they're really hammering home uh, family. Yeah. And Hannah sort of comes to Deb's house to make peace. And the only reason why I'm bringing this scene up is because I think it started last episode, too, where they are showing a lot of Deb drinking from a water bottle. Mm -hmm. It's always the same water bottle and just sort of. It's there if you pay attention. Otherwise, it just completely slips your mind. Um, Deb eventually gets into a car accident after mm-hmm. this day. And actually, you know what? I want to bring something up now that we're talking. Okay. Uh, I have. I wanted to bring up the timeline of this episode because this is all, you know, we're dealing with two holidays. We have Christmas and New Year's. Um, so purposes for purposes of this discussion... Episode 11 starts on December 22nd. This is all according to Zach. And obviously, the episode 12 ends on December 31st. Um, 
So this episode particular, since we're only talking about episode 11 right now, uh, goes December 22nd to December 25th. I'm almost positive Hannah gets arrested on Christmas, um, which okay. is, that has to be a great Christmas present. Um, <laughs> so the following day, I'm going to make this December 23rd. Deb gets in a car accident after having seen uh, on her way to go see see Arlene Schramm. And when Dexter goes to visit her, I felt like the second Hannah is brought up, Dexter immediately knows it was her. Mm-hmm. Like there's no doubt in his mind. At, um, you know how they say like usually your first reaction is the right reaction? Yep. And I feel like that's exactly what happened with Dexter. And he's, he's trying so hard to not you know, no, it can't be her. But He's even putting scene- so much blame onto Deb. Like yeah, you just yeah. you probably accidentally took 15, 20 of them. Like it yeah. it's a possibility. You remember. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was the kind of the same thing when I was watching it. I do remember um watching that. No, I don't remember this happening. I don't remember this from when I very first watched it. I just remember how this kind of later comes up. So I'm, my mind's a little spoiled because of that. But watching it this time around and taking notes and stuff i was sitting there watching i was like man i was like deb's really into this i was like she's really got a pill problem i was like she's already taken him and she doesn't even realize it and then even as i was watching and like he like looks at the water i was like deb's dissolving him in the water i was like she's really got a problem like in my head i'm like trying to put it on her for some reason because i'm not wanting it to be hannah which it's not like i really like hannah but for whatever reason i I don't think I didn't think it was her, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole. It is her. Like <laughs> they, they do, they do enough to maybe give you some doubt because you know uh, after they celebrate celebrate Christmas Eve together, you know Dexter's voiceover starts the episode. It's all about the future, and then mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve, all Dexter is doing is doubting Hannah. Like there, there's no way it could be her. But even if it's her, am I ever ever going to be safe? And even like the whole the whole Christmas Eve scene, he's really like wishy washy. He's not himself. Uh, I'm surprised that they didn't let the character Hannah pick up on it. Um, and this is where I I have high praise for the episode and this season, where I enjoy Dexter and Hannah actually discussing whether or not she did it, because mm-hmm. in seasons past, this is all done by. Dexter sleuthing around, finding evidence by himself, and then all of a sudden we just see him capture Hannah and kill her. Like, we never get this raw discussion of like, hey, did you do this? No, you're crazy. I love you so much. I would never, like, we never get that. Obviously, we get that from Dexter. Um, It's very reminiscent of, um, I was, when I was watching this, it was very reminiscent of Lila. Like, this is really similar to that discussion with her when uh, he was talking to her about uh, what was it that she had did in season two. Uh, it's the very end of it. And she like said something like, I love you. And I did it for you. I can't. Oh my God. I cannot. It wasn't killing poison. Dokes. Killing dogs. Was it killing dogs? Okay. And the cabin. Yeah. So but it, it, I don't know. It was very similar to that. Like it, I, I liked it. Like I really did like it because I was like, this is, it's kind of remiss, but it's different enough because I feel like, we come to like Hannah obviously more than Lila. Like nobody really liked Lila, right? Like at first you were kind of like, oh, she's kind of cool. She's different, whatever. But then as it goes along, you hate her, right? But with Hannah, it's kind of like, okay, no, I'm kind of rooting for her. So I don't know. There, There's a lot of 
and it's something when you brought up this is where this is really the the point of of where we're bringing in where like is dexter even likable anymore and here once again like dexter's consequences never affect him it affects anyone else because if hannah's plan had gone through she would have killed deb yeah and it's like but the discussion of it we never get that in the show even with lila it was never point blank like this this is like there's no sugarcoating anything. This is like as real as a conversation as Dexter and Hannah could have where Dexter doesn't know yet. And Hannah is, she's a great liar. Cause she's very convincible that. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I do that? Like, you know, you know how easy that would be to trace to me and all this. And you were all thinking, um, I, I have a question about that in a little bit. Um, okay. and even in this discussion, I, I think this is Dexter grappling with the idea. He knows n- now that he's in love, you have to deal with the emotions that come with love where it's like, yeah, like, you know, the whole love is blind. Love, love has no reason. And I feel like Dexter here is really trying to the battle. I know love can cloud my judgment, but the facts are the facts. Like Deb was coming after Hannah and what's more, what's more reasonable. Deb overdosed on anxiety pills or Hannah got the feeling Deb was getting too close, decided to poison her. And I feel like this whole scene yeah. is them trying to, trying to battle it. Um, and, you know, and, and then right after this scene, Christmas morning, Dexter gets the phone call. It was indeed Hannah poisoned mm-hmm. Deb in the water bottle. Uh, quick question. And if you don't have an answer, we'll just keep moving. How is it ever even – does she say how she does it? I actually wondered that. Um, okay. So I don't have an answer to it, but I wanted to bring that up on this. And I, I'm not – like I said, I'm, I'm honestly not trying to nitpick on the show by any means. I'm really not because I don't have an answer to this. But I was like – because he he shows that – which, okay, this, this – uh, we're I already – I, I think I have the answer real quick. I forgot Deb says she went for a run after. So I think that's how Hannah got Oh, okay. I meant to write that down because they're talking in the hospital bed and she's like, how could have Hannah poisoned you? She was never in your house. And then like Deb immediately says, I don't know. I went for a run after. She could have gone right after that. That's um, right. But we could still nitpick because they don't, they don't do a good job of letting us know that. Well, it's not a nitpick. So, okay. So this is a weird thing that I have. This is a really weird thing that I have, right? I can't stand to drink water out of a water bottle once it gets below a certain amount. Okay. Cause then all in my head I can think of is it's backwash, right? That's all I can think of. And so when he shows um, Dexter and he's looking at it and you see like these crystals or something like that, that's in the water, but it's a small little bit. I'm just like, that's not, that's not medicine. That's spit. That's all that, <laughs> that's all I can think. And so like, that's all I get to, but then I, I was sitting there really trying to think about it. And I'm just like, well, how is it that she dissolved this stuff? Because it, they said that it was three times the limit. So, I mean, did she get some pure form of whatever the active ingredient is that is in Xanax? Like, they, they said it a thousand times in the show. I just don't remember. I was like, did she get some like pure version of that somehow? And she put some in? And so then I'm in my head, I'm trying to like figure that out. 
I said, I'm really not trying to nitpick the show. I'm real honestly not because I'm actually trying to figure it out. But I think that's maybe kind of what they were trying to go for is they don't exactly tell you because it's meant to be kind of a mystery. Like it's supposed to make Hannah that much of a mystery, which I kind of like. Um, the the good and the bad about this is that we never, ever see Hannah actually do the poisoning. We never saw her uh, poison always, Sal either. Saul. Right. It's always done off screen. So here you're going to get the same thing. And I think where we, if this was Travis in season six, this is a lot of like, this is so bad. We're really going to start questioning the plausibility of it. I think this is so good. And you have a nice love triangle going on that like, okay, fine. Hannah poisoned her. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep, yeah. let's keep like, like we will accept a lot of bad if you give us a lot of good. And I think that this is what, what, what we have here. Um, Fair enough. Question to you. So the next scene, Dexter hands after he brings home Deb from the hospital, he gives Deb the pen that was poisoned for, uh, by Sal for Sal Price. And that's, you know, she says, I can't believe you're going to turn her in. Dexter is obviously very uneasy about it. I couldn't quite pick up if Dexter, or or maybe as I'm talking it out now, maybe it's obvi blatantly obvious. Does Deb know Hannah poisoned her? Like is and that's why Deb is turning her in. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think she's as, as I'm talking it out. Yeah, I think she's fully aware. I think that she's just honestly she doesn't care because she's like you didn't kill me that you that was your mistake, like. That's how I interpreted it. Like that's why Deb doesn't care. Deb's like, no, you you tried to get me once, you didn't get me, so I'm gonna I'm, fuck you. I'm yeah. gonna get you now. Like that's that's how I took it. And like I, I was I was saying in the beginning of this, the episode starts out that you know uh, they're kissing in the future, and it kind of fades into current day, and they're in the nursery. And then Dexter shows up to the house at the end of the episode. Once again, they kiss, but this time it's Deb and police sirens coming, uh, arresting Hannah. Uh, just I appreciate that stuff because it's something that Dexter doesn't do that often and it's very mm -hmm. easy to do and give the show some some meat, some like, you know, artistic touch. Um, I just really uh, enjoy that they did that. Um, and, and sort of to close out Hannah for this season, at least uh, in the next episode, Dexter visits Hannah in jail and point blank, Dexter could never trust her. You know, you, you start talking about killing his sister. How soon before Harrison is a problem? <laughs> like, you know, hey. like, how could you ever trust someone? And to be fair, when your relationship, when your relationship starts out. Uh, almost killing someone, how could you ever <laughs> progress from there? You know, right. Um, and then obviously we see that. uh Hannah, well, oh my God, I, I have to stall here for a second because there is something I'm trying to see if I, I'm not sure if I clipped any sound for this first part. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. All my clips are for the second part. Um, one of the worst parts of this that makes me mad is they show the hand, um, the hearing and oh, that's right. Yes, I was thinking that. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. 
Go ahead. It was it something? No, else? no, 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 no. I, I was like, wait, wait here, and what are you talking? And, and I know it's uh, the ne- the next episode, but we're just talking about Hannah's because yeah. her her it's all fluid. Yes, okay. Yeah. Uh, so they show Hannah's hearing, and like you said, that's where Deb says, like, you know, you should have you should have got it, you should have finished it. Um, this is the second to second second place in terms of worst scenes in the show in terms of. We have to keep this story changing. We have to keep it moving. We have to have a scene where it shows that. And Arlene Schramm is in the court uh, courtroom. Mm-hmm. Hannah gets no bail. Going to have her, her prison sentence. Uh, She's going to have a trial, rather. She pleads not guilty. After that, she gets to hug Arlene. And they couldn't even film it right. It's just so bad. <laughs> And they just show like Arlene, uh, Hannah takes something from Arlene's hands. And at the time, we don't know, but what we learned it is it's a pill to make Hannah, I don't know, pass out. I thought out. it was BC powder. That's what it looked like. <laughs> what, what powder? BC powder. Do you ever use BC powder? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's, um, man, that, that's cured me of so many hangovers in my life. BC powder, it's um, powdered aspirin and um, caffeine. And you buy it like they come in literally, it comes in like a little white pouch. It looks like cocaine, like in these little like white things of like wax. And um, man, like if you have a bad migraine or you're like hungover, you just take one of those. It's like I said, it's just powdered aspirin and caffeine. And you put that, you just dump it into your mouth and then you chug it with a bottle of water. And hour later, you're good to go. Oh. But would would that make you pass out like that? No, 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 no. I, oh. That's what I thought when she was handing. I was like, "What is she handing a BC powder?" I was like, "What is this?" That's because that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, I just looked at it real quick. It just looks like a white little pill, like that. Like a oh, I thought it was like oh, for some reason I thought it was like wrapped in something. Oh, I, I just I just went back and looked at the scene while you were talking. Um, it's just oh, a white okay. pill. Oh man, whatever, I, I, whatever it is, it has her pass out. So she gets to go to the hospital. Uh. Much like Hannah's other stuff, we don't see how she escapes. Yeah, I was like, how did she do? Uh, whatever. Yeah, again. It, all the code, it, all the code, yeah. Yep, yep. We, we're we're going to bypass it because the rest of it's good. And then after Hannah escapes, she drops a flower mm-hmm. off to Dexter's house. And um, that's that, really, for Hannah until next season. Um, spoiler alert. And yeah, I wish they would have done that more. You said a word before, uh, uh, ambiguous and there's a lot of ambigu- ambigu- ambiguity with uh, some of the characters, and this is what Dexter should have done all along, like they did with Lumen, like they, they should have done with Lila. Um, mm-hmm. Now they are just out there in the world, and that they could strike at any time. Um, overall, I enjoy Hannah's whole arc. Um, yeah. there There's something I'm going to play in the second half of the episode, but it's really Hannah let Dexter become more human and actually think mm-hmm. about the future. There's, there's a lot of talk about love and everything that they did together. Um, so that's why I give a, a big pass on a lot of the bad, you know, that courtroom scene, um, which, <clears throat> excuse me, when she got arrested, remember when I was watching this live, I didn't know how, but I knew she was going to escape. I, I don't know how it was going to happen. Oh, really? or, or maybe like someone else removes the pen. I just knew she was getting out because it didn't, it just didn't, it felt right. She got arrested. It just didn't feel right that it would, it would stick. 
kind of like Isaac. Remember when Isaac got arrested? It was just kind of like, all right, he's arrested, but this isn't the end of it. Um, I felt the same with Hannah. I guess I don't, I don't, I don't remember thinking Dexter would kill her. I never thought that. I was like, there's something about her and this whole relationship because he could have done that instead of turning her in, right? So that made no sense that he was going to kill her. I don't remember thinking that she would escape, but I do remember thinking like the series, the season's about to be over that this character's got to have more potential than what we're getting right now. But I didn't know what would come out of it, I guess. Yeah. And then I, I'm okay with what the show gave me. I just don't think it is in the character's right ability i don't think she she wouldn't i don't know how to say the word i believe in real life if this was all really happening i believe the real hannah would trade information that dexter is the killer to get out of jail she does say she's like even if i bring it up no one's going to believe me but i feel like she she would have enough power especially i don't think she has any proof but she has enough fucking um not ammo, for lack of a better term. And when you couple that with everything going on with LaGuardia and the Bay Harbor Butcher, I feel like there would have been enough there. But now she doesn't know about LaGuardia, right? No, no, she doesn't. But I'm just saying okay. if at the same time this is happening with LaGuardia and you also have this other person who is Dexter's girlfriend. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that could have been something. And then once like LaGuardia just- could have interviewed her or something, something like that. And one thing I do want to bring up before we close out this first half is Hannah and Deb have an interesting conversation where Deb is all high and mighty, like, you're a killer, you're a poisoner, you're all this. And Hannah's like, yeah, but at least I don't compromise my morals in terms of, you know, your brother's a killer and you're not doing anything about it. So, -hmm. like, you you apply the law when you want to. Mm -hmm. And that has to, like, really sit with you in terms of, like... Yeah, you caught Hannah, but your brother's still a serial killer and you're doing a lot to fucking protect him. Um and I think that mm-hmm. sort of bleeds that's the that's the one outtake from Deb's part that we can sort of uh blend into the Bay Harbor Butcher and everything she has to do for that storyline. Um otherwise oh, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah, because the courtroom thing I actually really dislike too, and I just wanted to mention it because you were talking about the pill, like that part of it. You were just like, I didn't like this. My part of it was the fact that her attorney's letting her talk to this detective without him around. I was like, what the right. fuck kind of? Yeah. A, I was yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck kind of attorney is allowing this? Like, that's going to be the worst, like, like pro bono attorney that they the the, the uh, state's given somebody. Like, he's just like, hey, come on, stop talking to her. Come on, let's get like, but. To be fair, we got. I'm I'm letting it go because we got that really good conversation, and I was like, okay, yeah. it's a good conversation. I'm gonna. This is the worst attorney ever. Let's let it go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's sloppily done. They had. They were riding high. They couldn't quite execute it enough, but exactly like you said, we're gonna let all this slide because mm-hmm. it gave us some really good good moments. Really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you want to close out first half? come back for the second half yep that's it that's all i got
Okay. We're back. <laughs> I think I, I think I got I think I got like 19 seconds. Beginner, <clears throat> you didn't do the gear change. You have to go. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I should have probably. Uh, uh, I added more time. Um, once again, that's a little Easter egg. If you've listened to <laughs> Bootleg and a Boardwalk Empire podcast. <laughs> And now you're listening. That got to me. That was, there. <laughs> that was some flashbacks, actually. That got me. That was pretty funny. <laughs> um, I stole a bit from Colton there. Um, so we're back to discuss <laughs> part two of the podcast, which will. Oh, actually, we're back to discuss part two of the podcast. Shout out to Roxanne. Oh! Um, we are discussing the Bay Harbor Butcher part. So with this second half of the episode, we have to retire some sounds because my soundboard can only hold so many sounds. So I have to retire some of the sounds and okay. somewhat of a, um, a walk through, uh, uh, down. Oh my God. I already took out the sound. Um, <laughs> we had a, we had a sound issue that I forgot. Um, all right. So let me, uh, we're going to retire this sound for this episode. The killer. We still have a killer cut of the week, but I got to take this off the soundboard. Fair um, enough. This one, which is not that good, it's a newcomer. Brutal. That's gone for now. Mm. And um, let's uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, I guess we could remove this for a little bit, but maybe we could just listen to it just for a little while. No. We could stay here for a little bit. Whoop. What do you think? What do you think? A throwback to episode four? We just this just stays on the background the whole time. Oh, God. Okay. And and then, what is it um, called? Tenet, ten, tat, tenet, tenet, what is it called? Where you hear the ringing in your ears? What is it oh, called? T- Not tetanus. T- tinnitus. Tinnitus. Only just. <laughs> and then um, one more sound. The, the one more sound. I'm going to take off the soundboard. Even though I love doing it. I watch internet pornography. That's right, everybody. Uh, that's going to go away for now. Mm. So something that we have yet to discuss is they bring back a major character. I actually had questions on this. I'm glad you, you're starting out with it. This. Uh, so again, we, we are we are in now. We're only discussing the Bay Harbor Butcher, Dexter, LaGuerta, Deb Matthews uh, storyline between episodes 11 and 12. So, um, you know, we kind of hammered out the Hannah stuff and now we're just, and that's really what this season was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, so um, Eric King, James Dokes comes back from season two. Um, what did you, what, what did you have? You just answered it. I was actually really wondering watching this, if they brought him back and all these were brand new scenes that they filmed or yeah. if they had arch, archive footage of scenes that were never used but you just answered my question by doing it because i one eric doesn't age like i've seen photos of him now he does not age he looks the same black don't crack like he looks amazing i i have aged at least 30 times since this show ended so i was was gonna say this episode we're recording yes (laughs) (laughs) he looks the same um, yeah. But then even Michael C. Hall, Michael C. Hall looks the same in the flashbacks. They did a really good job of making him. I don't know if it was makeup, if it was hair, if they used wig, I don't know, but they did a really good job of making him look very simple, not even similar, exactly the same way that they made him look in season one. Um, Deb. Okay. To be fair, Deb hasn't aged. 
I think she's gotten right. a little more tanned. Like that's about it. Other than that. It is yeah. only five years, five years, I guess seven, seven years since uh, season one. I think what they do is look how I looked six years ago. <laughs> 50 oh, yeah. pounds lighter. Yeah. Weight wise. Definitely. Right. Um, I think part of what they do is um, they kind of comb Michael C. Hall's hair down. And if you notice, those scenes have this like bright blue tint. I don't know if that blue tint has anything to do with it. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's sort of sort of what they do. Um, Didn't they do that whenever it was like Dexter in college? They would like, put the hair yeah, down. Yeah. Like, he was definitely added, to, like Muse at the time. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I think they added some hair um, <laughs> in those flashbacks. Um, but yeah, so we have... Um, I want to say one of the the only times in this show we get a flashback that was within the show, meaning it's not a flashback to Dexter's younger years when we weren't watching Dexter, but rather a um, like this also happened during season one. We just didn't see it, whereas the the prior flashbacks were like Dexter before we pick them up in 2006. Oh, see, I thought this was still before season one, but like literally like right before season one. It could be, it could be, um, let me see. Season one, because season uh-huh. one, Dokes is already like, you're a fucking creep, Dexter. Like he's already weirded out by him and him and LaGorta's relationship, I believe is already over. Let's bring Zach in for the fact check because I could a hundred percent be wrong on that. So that's just kind of what I remember about season one bit. Actually, you know what? That's a good point that this is sort of, <clears throat> yeah, this could be um, in between season one or two or right before we pick up Dexter in season one. And we see uh, Deb Deb is still in Vice. So um, that, that could yes. be part of it. Um, to start the Bay Harbor Butcher storyline, one sound that we did not retire. Uh, this whole two episode arc really gets going by Hector Estrada, one of the men who had killed Dexter's mother being let out of prison. Mm-hmm. And this had to the be a, this had to be a nice back. Uh, what do you call that? A nice card ace in the sleeve or whatever that they had as the writer's room figuring like, how could we, how could we get this together? Question, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to just yes or no, okay. and, and we'll get to it when we get to it. Did you know, as soon as this comes on, did you know LaGuardia was behind this? No. Me neither. Oh. Okay, good, good. We'll, and we'll discuss it. Um, Dexter goes to Matthew's boat and sort of starting the investigation. Uh, if you remember American Psycho, there's a scene where William Defoe is interviewing Christian Bale, and I forget their real characters' names, Patrick Bateman, and um, and I know there's a whole season one tie-in with American Psycho, but um, there, I remember reading that when William Defoe, who's the detective, goes to interview Christian Bale, they play the entire scene like he thinks he's guilty, he thinks there's no way he could do it, he has some suspicion. He's a thousand percent knows he's the guy and the, and the conversation's really weird. I feel like they try to do some of that here because like Matthews is real and, and a music plays a big part of this. But Matthews is really like, yeah, look where thinks it's you because you had your boat. But I don't think it's you <laughs> like, you know, they, they, they play that there. Um, 
one of the many sound clips I have for this part is I think this is such a typical older white male thing to say. I already um, know what you're going to do. Go ahead. Yeah, play it. Go it's ahead, play so it. funny. Personally, I think she said one too many mosquitoes <laughs> or whatever they call that goddamn drink. You know why it's funny? He adds an, uh, uh, a Hispanic accent, mosquitoes. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> It is like the it's it's like the old guy that is at the I'll have I think at a Mexican restaurant I'll have a margarita and queso. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. What is it? Uh, uno mas por favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it, it's just it's ending it's adding an O to anything to make it sound Spanish. <laughs> Please no come to my work O. Um, I just want to hear because again I love how we Wait, answer. I find there. Personally, I think she said one too many mosquitoes or whatever they call that goddamn drink. Okay, now to be fair, what drink is he? T- is he talking about a mojito? Like, what is I'm he a, talking? I'm assuming it's mojito because it's the. Or only is there thing. Like a drink called like a mosquito? Like, is there no. a drink called that? No, I didn't know it, you're it, in Miami. I was like, maybe there's a drink. I'm assuming no, it was a mojito. He's, he's, he's referring to a mojito. He just can't. And he's he adding just... letters to it. Like, I know. I know. I think I think it was a good way to add add. Uh, it's funny. So, it's yeah, really funny. Yeah. I really want a mojito now, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this kind of lets Dexter on the trail to Laguerta, and I think we can get into it a lot more here. Let me ask you: mm-hmm. You brought it up, uh, Dexter, not likable, bad person. By episode's end, do you think Dexter? Uh, I don't think you think Dexter's a bad person. You know what? I'm going to save this for the end because I have a, yeah. I have strong feelings about Dexter at the end. But um, I, I think Dexter and he has always been ultimately, ultimately very selfish. And I feel like the mm-hmm. writers are trying to say that. And excuse me, I'm hopping all over the place. Do you it's remember? Okay. Do you remember the point in Breaking Bad where you didn't feel good about Walter? Like you weren't rooting for him anymore. You kind of just thought he's a bad person. Yes, I remember the exact moment. Yeah. I feel like this is the moment for me where Dexter is unlikable and he kind of turns into a bad person. And I don't know if the show is trying to do this, but I caught it and I was like, ooh, that doesn't feel right. And it's the scene where Dexter has Dexter knows he has to plant something to give LaGuardia and them to chase. So he's going to mm-hmm. give him this boat of Joke's boat. And it's the two ah. scenes back to back and it's, Deb is at LaGuardia's house waiting mm-hmm. for her to leave so she could plant evidence. And then the very next scene is Dexter in his car, just like Deb was, watching Hector Estrada leave jail. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because that is Deb looking out for Dexter, trying to help him. And the next scene is Dexter trying to help Dexter. So it's just very like Dexter's doing what he wants you know, and, and no consequence to him. Um, I think subconsciously this was like the start of the descent into. Uh, uh, and what I was trying to say before is just like I said, like that moment in Breaking Bad where you don't you, you stop rooting for Walter uh, by episodes. end, I have that feeling. I don't know exactly at what point in the Dexter show in these two episodes that Dexter's I, I don't root for him. But it happens, and maybe it's just the ending mm-hmm. scene. Um, 
I, I, I think I was cut. I think I cut you off a few times there. Were you, were you no, 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 no. I agree completely. And that's my, mine is the moment that I, and <clears throat> okay. It's not a spoiler. We'll get, cause we are going to talk about it and I'll bring it up again. So I'm going to be kind of rambling, I guess on this part. Yes. With breaking bad, I remember the exact moment and it's actually my favorite line in the entire fucking show. The entire show is my favorite line. But when he does a speech about who knocks at the door, that's when I hated Walter from that point on. But I love that line more than anything because that's also when he becomes the ultimate badass in that movie and in that show as well. It's a mix of both. But it's the whole point when he is sitting there and he knows like, no, I'm I'm the one that knocks. I'm the one that's the death. I'm the one that's bringing the pain and the suffering and all that basic. Basically, that's what he's saying, right? That's when I realized this is not the same Walter that we were two episodes ago. That was me on that show. That's a whole nother discussion. Dexter, the end of this episode is when I hate Dexter. I watching it, and especially when seeing what happens and seeing the reaction that's going to come from it. And I'll go more into it because I don't want to be completely repeating myself, but that's when it happens in this. How well do you remember the speech Walter gives about I am the one who knocks? It's a, it's a classic moment in the show. For the most part, I remember it pretty well. I want to say I've watched it on loop at least a thousand times. <laughs> and do you know who Gilbert Gottfried is? Yeah. The, the guy with the whiny voice? Yeah, problem child. How would you like to hear him do that speech? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> do you know how much I make a year? I mean, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. You know what would happen if I suddenly decided to stop going to work? A business big enough that it could be listed on NASDAQ would go belly up, disappears, it ceases to exist without me. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to. So let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No, I am the one who knocks. (laughs) I need him to do the whole show now. Um, that was completely unplanned. That is, uh, Colton talking, and I have this, I have this whole soundboard of others, just funny clips because I do whatever. I'm not gonna get into it. Um, so uh, I wish you could have seen Colton's live reaction because I'm sure you you literally had no idea that was happening. Oh, when's the last time anyone has thought of Gilbert Godfrey? Um, yeah. So that that's just a funniest clip oh I had my saved. God, in my- that is one of the funniest <laughs> things I think I have. That's up there with Michael Shannon doing the sorority talk while drinking <laughs> bourbon. That is one of the funniest things I think I have ever heard. Oh my god. Oh. We can. Right, hey, let's shut it off. We're done. No. Thanks. <laughs> hey, it's been a good 2020, everybody. See y'all for season eight. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. No, that was really good. I'm. Yeah. Okay, that's all I've got. I don't want to ramble, so <laughs> let's go so, in. Let's go in there. So Deb plants this tackle box with a key inside that um, leads to where Dexter is planting evidence. And once again, we're, we're going to skate past it, but this is a huge retcon, right? Where mm-hmm. wouldn't they know that there was a 
big tackle box in the evidence and that even it's gonna be it's gonna okay so how didn't they i'm assuming when the bay harbor butcher thing happened they combed through his entire life and at some point they would have known he had a boat um so i I don't know go ahead well, no, I was just going to say, there's not only that, they're going to know he had a boat, right? But they're going to want to find that boat. That's going to be a key part of any investigation is locating that boat because they want to know how it is that he's dropping these bodies. He's not he's sure as fuck not swimming out there with the bodies. So that's going to be their biggest thing. Now, granted, that's a big part of their investigation, but they're going to focus on that, I would think, more. Um, not only that, but in all evidence and everything like that, they're going to sit there and keep a record of all that stuff. Like... I don't know. There is a lot of weird. So I kind of was just letting it go on this at a certain point. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let it go through. Like, just follow it. Follow the code. Let's just go. That's it. So Matthew finds Dexter's planted evidence. And I and again, this is I, I guess I don't know how Dexter got Doke's fingerprints on those. Follow the okay. code. That's, that's follow what I did. The follow the code. They, trust me. That was what. How did he get LaGuardia's fingerprint to get onto the wallet and stuff like that? How did they not track down who got the evidence out of the locker with the blood on it from his original arrest? I can nitpick the fuck out of this. I'm just like, follow it. Like, let's just follow. Yeah. So at the very least, a very sloppy way to get to the ending. This is but, for this for this season. This is the sloppiest it's gotten. I'm just gonna say that it is the sloppiest it's gotten on this. So for all intents and purposes of Matthews and Laguardia's investigation, this pretty much seals up that Dilks was the Bay Harbor butcher. He had the key for this boat, and his he still had stuff there. Fair enough. Uh, another sound clip I wanted to play, which was rather funny. This evidence could have been planted. Dexter is a forensics expert, and he has the skills. it's over. The fat lady isn't singing. Her song is done. She's getting dry humped in her dressing room. Guys, Tom. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff from uh, uh, Captain Matthews in this one. Uh, it, it, this whole, you know, bringing him back into the investigation. I, there's a lot of uh, funny stuff. So. Uh, sort of at the same time, we have Dexter. He's trying to plan a kill on Hector Estrada, who, for all he knows, just got released. Mm-hmm. You know, sure enough, fair. Um, and he's he's sort of setting up this uh, sativa drug, whatever sale that. Uh, I, I think I found it. I mean, again, if if we have to keep following the code, fair enough. Um, I found it a little weird. Hector Estrada wouldn't be like, hey. I was like a big kingpin like 30 years ago. How do you even know who I am? Yeah. Uh, but sure. Uh, something I wanted to bring up because it happens again later in the episode. When Dexter is talking with Hector Estrada, he, he, Dexter says kismet. And Hector is like, kismet? What the fuck are you talking about? Um, what, 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 were you going to say something? No, no, I actually, I'm glad you brought that up because both times I watched it, I was a little weirded out by that. I've never heard him. Use, that's, that's a Jewish phrase, right? I believe so. You, you, heard who who say it dexter or anybody say isn't kismet kismet's a jewish it's a jewish phrase though right i think i think it is i actually have no idea but your your question actually leads right into my sound clip oh this is from season four episode two of dexter uh remains to be seen oh no yeah remains to be seen um and it's when lundy shows up and these two sound clips are played back to back um 
let's listen. Uh, again, these are two sound clips back to back. Season four, episode two. Season seven, episode eleven. Really is kismet, you know. <sighs> kismet, fate. I mean, if Trinity had struck in Buffalo instead of Miami, I. Uh... Anyway, I've been trying to find a way into the Hispanic market. Here you are. It's Kismet. Kismet. It's uh, good luck for both of us. I thought it was sort of. Um, it's Arabic. It was Kismet. Um, I just thought, it, it, and there's something later in this episode that the, the, the Dexter show does a callback. But I wonder, I wonder if those writers, when they were sitting in the room, thought to bring this back. Um, I doubt it, but it, it it's interesting enough that yeah, Kismet stops a conversation. Like, hey, what do, what do you mean by that? Um, you know, Dexter receives it, and maybe they're they're hearkening back to Bay Harbor Butcher. You know, even though that Lundy's from season four. Um, but yeah, I just found that a little interesting. Um, so it's an it's an Arabic word of Turkish descent. I learned I something never- completely new that I I would have never guessed that that was in yeah Arabic. That's cool. Okay. Uh, at night, they eventually meet up, and we're back in this storage and container. Why did you go to this storage thing alone, too? That's the other thing. You're a drug dealer. Like you've been, yeah. you're a kingpin. Hey, let me go to this spooky. <laughs> uh, okay, follow the code. Well, follow the code. Okay. And something too is, uh, I, I guess we're just completely out of the idea of a parole officer that Hector has to catch, uh, check in in with because. He just seems to be a free man as free uh, at this as point. Be. He has a blue horn. If I was his PO, he has a blue horn at this point. No, he's at what it's what we call an absconder is what he is mm-hmm. right now, and he has a blue horn, and everybody's looking for him. So yeah. right, right. And Dexter about to kill Estrada, and this is where we get the reveal that it's actually Laguerta behind his release. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me just go back a second. I like the way he set up the room where Dexter used to set up who he's killing and what victims they killed. And here he has picture of Dexter at, at for, for, for purpose of conversation, it's Dexter Moser, the picture of, and mm-hmm. obviously who becomes Dexter Moser. Um, and obviously you're in a storage container, right? Where everything w- was born. Um, and this is where we get the really, the, the reveal that it's LaGuardia, be- the one behind releasing Hector Estrada. And, I remember watching this live back in 2011. This show got me because this is where I was like, oh, I I can't believe I didn't put two and two together because it's so obvious. Like, why out of nowhere did they release this huge character to Dexter's past unless you're smarter than me and you realize, oh, it's because obviously LaGuardia is the one who's who's Mm -hmm. pulling all the strings behind the scenes. This part is it was good. Yeah. Um my biggest gripe with this season and I, I wish I wish I had a microphone in, in, in front of me in two thousand twelve when watching this. So LaGuerta shows up and Dexter sort of captures Hector and sort of runs away. Uh uh Hector sort of elbows Dexter, jumps in the water. Dexter is at he's he's at the cliff and he has nowhere to go. I can't believe they just cut to the next morning. And they just show. <laughs> it, it, it always bothered me. This is this is absolutely a nitpick. It just always bothered me that they were just like, okay, Laguerta and this random detective are hunting Dexter, and they didn't hear Hector jump in the water, and they just cut to the next morning. I I, I was so pissed when this happened back in even fucking twenty eleven. 
I can see that. I, it didn't occur to me. I mean, I saw him jump in the. I remember seeing him jump in the water, and I remember kind of thinking like, "That's it. That he just gets away that easy." But yeah. I didn't think much more about it. But now that you're mentioning it, I'm like, "That's a really, that's a really convenient, like plot out. Like that's exactly what that is." Yeah. So yeah. Um, but I mean, oh. we can we'll get into more though with that here in a minute because I've got some other things on that where I'm just like. I'm about to. Oh God! I'm. I'm sorry, folks. I'm about to get. I'm about to nitpick the shit out of some stuff. Well, we move on to the next episode, and now we're at the season finale. Um, after I mean, literally moments after dealing with the mm-hmm. emotional effect from the Hannah McKay, Laguerta shows up to Dexter's house to arrest him. Uh, arrest him and starts parading him through Miami Metro. Something as a Dexter viewer, you never think to see is per you know dexter in cuffs walking through miami metro you think like Mm -hmm. this is it now let me say i i have in my notes and i remember this live being completely thrown off of like did we miss a scene is this poorly edited what's going on because you have dexter in his boat hexer estrada blood on a shirt all of a sudden we have shit coming out of evidence it's not till a few scenes later where we understand that it was Dexter who planted all this stuff to bait LaGuerta and make her look crazy. Um, did, did you, I, I, I want to talk about one other thing, but it, it sounded like you wanted to say something. Oh, keep going. Keep going. No, keep going for right now. Yeah. The only thing that makes it weird for me is, you know, we, uh, I've brought up this is two people who have been killed in Dexter's house. You have Rita Sell Price. Mm-hmm. All of the suspicion in season two with Dokes and uh, Dexter. And like not once is LaGuerta with all this evidence or so evidence. I know it's been this disproven along the way, but and Batista is so Maria LaGuerta. There is no way Dexter could be this person. And it's like, why doesn't anyone stop to say, stop and say, I think there's something fishy with Dexter. I don't know what, like, I, I just, I don't love, I don't love how strident Batista is in defending Dexter. It just, and you went it, after it, Dexter, Dexter. Like I know, I know. It's like, and it's like, why, why, why is everyone so hell bent on being like, there's no way in the world this could be Dexter. Now we do get the reveal that this was Dexter behind the scenes. He purposely took this stuff out of evidence, got LaGuardia's prints on it somehow purposely is going to his boat. Um, you know, and 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 then the the shirt ends up being stuff that when they brought him in from 1970, that I'm I'm shocked they still have that evidence, um, and it's all it's all it's all arranged to make Laguerta look like she's trying to frame Dexter, which mm-hmm. I think what we fail in here is one of two things: we fail in prosecuting Dexter, or we fail in prosecuting Laguerta, because if you have entered the apartment. You know, if, uh, um, you know, um, God, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, the whole Me Too movement, you have a lot of bad shit on one hand where men of power taking advantage of women, but you mm-hmm. also have the very seedy bad side, which is a huge disservice to victims of 
the fake women who come out and it's a very small percentage. I can only think of like one story that I'm thinking of where they lie and they say, Hey, I got, I got molested and and abused by this guy. And it turns out to be fake. It was just to sort of capitalize on the actual, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, to sort of really badly translate it to what we have going here. If Dexter is not the person who's been killing these people, you at least have LaGuerta. I mean, you're talking about, you're messing with evidence, you're planting shit as Dexter mm-hmm. makes it seem. That's just well, it's not just as bad. That's also bad. And when you don't when you don't have any of actions on either, I feel like that's just a bad bad whatever. I don't know. Um Yeah. So to kind of go where you were going with on this, and this is kind of where I'm gonna go on what when I was watching it. Okay. So um I'm okay. Because you you mentioned the Me Too movement. All right, let me start with there. Um, I was looking at it more, and this is and this is putting on the 2020. I've got my glasses on. I'm 2020 um, jaded at this point, right? I looked at it more like this is the um, the like. <laughs> We got we have the big like thing of like, the defund the police, the blue lives matter, black lives matter, things like that, right? So this is more in line. I kind of view it as the police, like the old the the, two, the police have too much power. I will one hundred percent go out and say police in today's time period they have too much power. Police in twenty fourteen. Well, when, oh, I'm sorry, when did this air? Not twenty fourteen. This aired twenty. 2012. So 2012, police had too much power. Police have had too much power since at least the 1950s at this point. Okay, so that's just my view. There you go. I have it out there. It is what it is. Okay. Um, at the bare minimum, this person who is LaGuardia, who is a captain, this is not an officer. Okay. This is not a Sergeant. This is not a detective. This is not a Lieutenant. This is a captain. This is a captain in the police department has now not suspected. They have now been accused of planting evidence right. on video by a forensics person Who's not even arrested because Masuka is the one that announced it. Masuka is the least biased out of every single person in this room. Right. And he's literally accusing her of doing this by going through saying, how the fuck did she walk out of that interrogation room? Not in cuffs. I will never understand. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is my view on it. And I believe, but I, to be fair, I don't think that if, if the, we put this in the real world, this is in the real situation. This isn't a heightened reality that we're in. I think that it would honestly probably be kind of the same situation. Uh, her career would be over the same that it's going through. But the fact that even Angel brings up, well, if anybody can save their career, it's you. Well, no, her career doesn't need fucking saving if this is what she's being accused of. We know <laughs> right. she didn't really do it, right? But so we add that in. But then not only that, now I want to go back even further on this a little bit. And I'm sorry, folks, that I'm rambling. But how did Dexter know all of this was going to happen? Like, okay, so he leaves. So Estrada has jumped in the water. I'm going through a timeline. I'm going to try to think like this, like Zach, right? Jumped in the water. He has to leave. That means he's got that let that a- that rubber apron and stuff like that on and everything like that. That means he left at this time period. He went to his boat. So he already had the keys, I'm going to assume, because he was – if his plan hadn't got interrupted, he would have dissected and chopped up Estrada, taken his boat out. So he already had his keys and all that to get to the boat, right? So he goes to the boat, drives it out like he normally would, and then he intentionally knows, well, they're going to look at my the cell phone footage, but now, hold on, or the video footage, but not only that, well, I need to also have the bloody clothes. So he's gotten that out at some point, okay? Oh, okay, I, you're raising your hand, so obviously I'm, I'm, I'm mistaken on something. 
this happening is not the same instance that we saw. These are two oh, I thought it was. These are two separate occasions because Oh, wait, wait. As you're talking, as you're talking. No, um, it's all no, one no, thing. No, no, no. This is why. This is why. What you're saying makes total sense. Here's what we have to remember. Okay. When Dexter gets Estrada and he's in the shipping container and he's about uh-huh. to kill him, that's when he gets the reveal. So all of this planting evidence never mm-hmm. happened. So we're Correct. talking about an instance that happened off screen in between mm-hmm. um, for timeline purposes, December 25th to December 30th. Now, the re- oh, I'm sorry, Dece- the episode 11, that scenario where he captured Hector Estrada happened mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, right after the Christmas dinner that happened. The next morning they wake up, Hannah gets arrested. Now, flash forward. Now we're at the beginning of episode 12. It's December mm-hmm. 30th, right? It's a few days after. Oh, uh, so he's had a couple days. Oh, so okay. this, the reason why mm-hmm. this whole thing seems so out of whack is because we never saw this happen. So what I think, I think you're merging the two plots, which makes sense because what we see on screen, what we see on screen, what's missing is there is the in-between that Dexter got all this stuff out of evidence, knew he was being trailed by LaGuerta. So he said five it. days to plan all of this, essentially, right? Because Dexter uh, also because Dexter also says, I haven't been able to find Hector Estrada. So between when, when the Hec- Dexter last captured Hector, he hasn't Hector escaped and Dexter has never been able to find him. So when this whole thing happens and there's it. pictures of him at the boat, that is mm-hmm. Dexter. That is Dexter planting all of this, knowing he's going to get photographed, knowing that she's going to go through the garbage, knowing that, uh, uh, you know, the, the they're gonna when they open the bag, they're gonna find the blood. Oh, Dexter, you must have killed him. Wait, that blood is actually from 1970. Whatever. This was all Dexter setting it up and acting as if he has no idea what's going on. So Got that's it. why in the room, Laguerta's like. You're making me look crazy. Vince comes in with all the evidence. That's why I was so confused. And I was like, none of this makes any sense. This whole plotting happens off screen because the next scene, uh, and to your point, right? Um, something you told me off air, the next scene, Deb comes in and she's like, hey, next time you're going to fucking set up a lieutenant, why don't you tell me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what Dexter says is, Look, where's the one who set me up? So you repay the favor? Would you prefer my normal method of conflict resolution? Not fucking funny. <laughs> I love that line so much. That um, when Deb comes to Dexter's later that day, Dexter puts it all in, you know, provides all the backstory that's missing where this is was all Dexter's plan. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I guess it's just the way that even LaGuardia was presenting it to him. It made it seem like. And and I, to be fair, I wasn't. I, I I guess I didn't pay attention hard enough on the episode to to. Uh, I don't feel like a hundred percent confident in saying this, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But no, ahead, I feel ahead. like um, the way that it was presented was that they went out there, they discover. Okay, this is how the time period in my head is going. They discover the car, uh, the the shipping container. It's empty, plastic everywhere, right? the video footage of him dumping out that stuff is that same night. And it's so they're, 
okay, that makes more sense. That that makes it more believable. Yes. And therefore, I'm not nitpicking at that point. But they didn't. They did not make it very clear. And then that's so. Yeah. No, it, it 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 it's completely crazy if Dexter got this evidence out after real because the, the big the the kicker in well, all of this should. is the kicker in all of this is is Dexter finds out Laguerta let out Hector mm-hmm. right before he kills him. So yeah. this was let's call it in between December 25th and 30th. Dexter got this whole plan together, which they purposely don't tell us on the television show for dramatic purposes. That's why Dexter gets arrested. Mm-hmm. And because Hector is missing, because he's obviously on the run, because he doesn't know if Dexter's after him or if LaGuerta. Um, and that that's it's it's not well executed in terms of us, the audience, but it gives us it, the main point is to now really throw now LaGuerta is framing Dexter. So now she looks really bad. You and- know what they should have done to help out with that? When they show him throwing away stuff in the trash, make it daylight outside. You know what? If they had done that, I would have been like, oh, wait, it's daylight. Now there's something a little bit off. I wouldn't have been enough that I would have known what he was doing, but I would have been enough that I was like, okay, this is a little bit later than what we're, what I'm thinking it is. Because the, if I saw it was daylight, it would have been strange. I wouldn't have known what he was doing. But I would have been like, okay, there's something a little a bit different going on because he's. Remember, he even says, "Oh, that was my lunch." Well, then daylight. I'm just saying. I'm like I said. This is I. I if y'all don't know, I've written like 19 episodes of Dexter. I'm basically an expert. So I don't know. This is something. I guess hindsight 2020. I'm sorry, but yeah. No, it, it, it's confusing how it's executed and. You have to, to be fair, if we were doing this live, I would have been exactly where you are, but I remember always being fuzzy on how, how this happens. And in my head, it's always Dexter got Estrada in that shipping container. He gets arrested, but I always forget that there's this little thing, that event that happens beforehand that we don't see on screen, Mm -hmm. which will provide a lot of confusion. Yeah. Um, Something that we kind of glossed over is, you know, so afterwards, LaGuerta and Dexter are in the elevator and LaGuerta is just, she knows, she knows she's been set up. She knows she's been set up. So like everyone else thinks LaGuerta looks crazy, but the only two people who know the truth are Dexter and LaGuerta and she knows Dexter set her up. So she's, that makes Dexter look even more guilty. Like Mm -hmm. if I got nothing to hide, I ain't doing shit. You go, you go fucking prove it. If I got something to hide, I'm going to make you look crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but what it leads to is the comeback of Dokes. We get Eric King. <coughs> and as um, soon as he comes on screen, we have the... Surprise, motherfucker. Um, great, great way to bring him back. And his the flashback scenes are all made to moments in Dexter's relationship with Dokes that's getting, that got him to this point of basically realizing he should have never been fake around Dokes because it sort of let him in. Mm-hmm. Dokes always knew something was wrong with Dexter. We get that from the moment, the moment the pilot, I think within the first 15 minutes, Dokes just has a bug up his ass about Dexter. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm blanking out on what the term is. He's like, uh, oh, in a, in a building full of cops, how come Dokes is the only one who's on to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're getting that payoff, you know, seven seasons later. Um, and we kind of already talked about how it's like a flashback uh, um, and how they're they're made to look younger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Dexter, th- there's one clip I want to play from all of this that it's essentially, you know, De- Dexter, th- when they're at the kill scene, the kill site of um, this, re- um, and I'm blanking out in the name, the drug dealer who uh, they're fixing. They, 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 something that the Dexter show has missed in, in, in the early season that Dexter would do like the blood spray. From oh, the, like, like, ha- the lions yeah, and like, stuff like that. The, yeah. Like the yarn and, you know, the pilot. Batista's like, man, you must have been a motherfucker, a cat, cat's cradle and all that. Um, but the, the the clip I wanted to play was, and the reason why we all love Doke so much is because wh- how he calls Dexter a freak and all that. Um, so this is after Dexter is, you can tell he's fucking radiant explaining this, this crime scene and how it happened. Um, and this is the sound clip I wanted to play. Here and here. <laughs> I've never seen someone so excited about a crime scene before. You like this bloodshed a little too much. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> then wipe that fucking smile off your face and help me find a creep who did this. And that's always what was great about the Dexter Dokes um, on screen chemistry of like, Dexter's always trying to be fake. He's always trying to say the thing that will just get him off. And Dokes always was able to sniff it out and and you know it eventually is leading to this um we also get like the backstory that laguerta is the one who turned down dokes you know there's the whole scene of like giving him the key back and um so that's you know a a backstory too for why laguerta is so so hell-bent on on um Mm -hmm. proving dexter being the bejaro butcher Something we talked about in the first episode of the season, and now we, we get um, get to see it come full circle. LaGuerta calls Deb in, and at this point, LaGuerta is everyone in the apartment hates her, and she's basically she's made to look crazy. So you think she has no no recourse; she's done. But yeah, <clears throat> what the the little uh, um, ace up their sleeve that LaGuerta has is she finally got around to opening some mail. Mike Anderson's wife sent him what was supposed sent her what was supposed to be sent to Mike, and it's footage of Deb filling up gas from near the church, mm-hmm. and it makes her sure as fuck look guilty. And it, I mean, it's like the first time you see Deb completely, Panic. yeah. And she, yeah. you know, you know, if you ever caught someone in a lie, it's like, wait, I thought you just said you weren't there. It's like, no, no, I, I was there. I just wasn't there. <laughs> you know, yes. she's doing like that sort of thing. Um, and I feel like that's the one of the first times we've ever seen footage of someone like, you know, we don't see Dexter footage, but footage of a kill that can like uh, incriminate somebody, you know, yeah. um, no good reason why Deb is out of get. I mean, again, it, it's so funny. Um, I'm sure once you have kids that are of certain age, you know, it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, Deb, you went to go get gas. There's no problem with that. You put your gas in a gas canister. Yeah, I was gonna say because oh. that's the thing. It's like not just getting gas; it's in a gas canister. Like, right, right. Yeah, that's what makes her look so guilty. And again, there actually isn't anything illegal about getting gas, but once you start, like Deb, you just have a gas canister in your car, like you know. Um, Dexter captures Hector Estrada in this little park scene. And then she she goes over to meet up with Deb. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, I brought up some of that. I just like how funny it is where they're having this conversation and all of a sudden Hector like sort of wakes up 
and he like bangs in the car. It's like, well, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's Hector Estrada. I, I captured him. He's in the back of my car. Um, <laughs> and I, like, she just like, well, she's just like, this is normal at this point. Like she just walks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like it, it, it's like it, I mean, they also say it quite a few times in the sh- in this uh, episode. It's like, when does this end? You know, when when is when is any of this like going to stop? Um, so part of a, a great, you know, a lot of the Dexter arc and they sort of fast tracked it this season is the idea of Dexter becoming human. And that's why he all of a sudden we have this affinity for Hannah being you know why? Why Dexter wouldn't kill her? You know, we talked about it plenty of times. This is provides a future for Dexter that he never thought of. Mm-hmm. Dexter goes inside Laguerta's house, and you know we're we're really close to the end in terms of Dexter, where there's warrants out to be signed. Convenient, right? The the warrants aren't signed yet. Uh, track their phones the night of Travis Marshall, and it'll put exact it'll put them exactly at the point of the church right before they call the fire department now you have deb getting gas how much more guilty can you look um but th- there's a scene here and, and again the idea of dexter season one episode one dexter has this whole entire fake life and it's just a facade so he can go kill and you know now we're at the point where he his whole fake life is not fake anymore he really loved hannah he really loves deb he has a son he had a wife um I wanted to play this clip because it's it's very it, it kind of speaks to the whole idea of Dexter becoming human throughout the show. Okay. It's always been the plan, Dexter. I was before. It's not just Deb. I don't want to run either. Before? Before what? Before everything. Before I married Rita. Before I had a son. Before Deb knew who I was. Before I fell in love. What difference does any of that make? Somewhere along the line, the fake life that we created as a cover for me to kill became real. It's not fake to me anymore. I don't want to lose it. I'm going to stand my ground. So you just really have... Yeah, it's like he says, this whole fake life he created just to be fake, it's not It's not fake anymore. Like, this whole thing is real, and he doesn't want to give that up. He worked pretty hard to get here, and, you know, the whole idea Dexter used to fake his emotions, and now we have, you know, really real uh, uh, emotions with everything. Um, one more clip I want to play from this, and... So do you remember from season two, they kind of set up the premise that Dexter is actually the one who killed Harry Morgan in terms of mm-hmm. Harry was so disgusted with what he saw of what he created that it kind of just m- made him go off the deep end. Yeah. Um, coupled with the idea of Dexter is not likable anymore. He's kind of very selfishly, you know, kind of shitting on everyone around him. I kind of felt that here in this clip I'm going to play where Harry, you know, Dexter starts plotting the idea of like, well, the only way out of this is to kill LaGuerta. And even Harry is like, no, like you, you no, can't yeah. do that. Uh, I want to play that clip. It. I think he was. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You, it, it, well, what you said, it, it's in this clip. And, and even Harry's, I feel like you get some of that again, where Harry's like, like, no, like this, is this is, you can't do this. No. 
Dexter, you have never done a kill like this. I'm about to. No. Look, where does an innocent? She doesn't even begin to meet the code. It's the only option. I can't let Deb go down for what I've done. My God, Dexter. How did we end up here? When he says, my God, Dexter, I could just mm-hmm. see Harry from season two, you know, about to throw up like, like, yeah, like how the hell do we, how did you spin this whole web of now everyone's fucking involved in it? Um, He's almost know. using Hannah's, this is like literally Hannah's code at this point. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That was when I was watching it, I was, I was thinking the same thing, like, as Harry was saying it, I was like, she's innocent. Like you can't, as much as we can disagree with LaGuardia, like she's not an ethical person. I, I don't believe in any sense of the word. She's an ethical person. She doesn't deserve to die. Like there's right. nothing in there that remotely comes close to deserving to die. And, but as I was watching, I was like, this is, this is how Saul died. This is how her dad died. Like Dexter is fitting this to Hannah's code essentially at this point. I have a great sound clip. Uh, I, when I, when I cut the, when I cut the sound up, I didn't connect the two, but when we get there, I want to bring that back up at the end of, um, this Harry and Dexter scene. Um, it's the third and final dokes clip. I I bet you it's something that the writers wish they could have done more with season two or maybe season one where Dexter repeats a line that he read out of, you know, someone he was stalking to kill. And as he says it, dokes is like, wait a second. I fucking heard this before. And that that it's really what do- leads Dokes into Dexter, um, but yeah, like they they and it's like you can't prove that to anyone else, but like you know, like you know the same way only Dexter and Laguerta know the truth behind that whole thing. Like right there, Dokes can go report to his captain, but it's like, yeah, you know, don't jump over the other fence if you want. Like yeah, anyone could say that. I probably said it without even realizing. It just so happened to also be in this killer's book. Um, but again, it, it, what what the episode is is very well doing in terms of bringing back Dokes. Should be um, fair. Why does he have that just randomly in his dr- in his desk drawer? That should be I'm an a, evidence. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good point. Um, I want to quickly bring up uh, in the books, Dokes does come back, but he's like this like robot essentially. And before before okay. what happens is um. Really quickly, and spoilers if you want to read the books, just fast forward for a little, a, a quick second. Dokes gets sort of dismembered by this. I believe his name is Dr. Danko in the second book. And he, I think he goes away for a book. He comes back and he's clanking. In the book, they describe him as like walking back in the room like a metallic sound. And they sort of piece him back together. I think he has no tongue. The doctor cut out his tongue so he can't talk. Um, so he comes back in the book, but he he's not the same Dokes. He's the same Dokes in terms of he's on to Dexter, but Dokes gets involved in this other thing and he comes back as sort of they describe him as a robot, but he's essentially his like body parts are um uh what do you call that? Prosthetics. But okay. they make like ro- ro- uh metal clanking. It's like Jax from uh Mortal Kombat. Essentially. That's a great that's a great way to describe it. Yes. That's the way I always visualized it. Um if other people have better description of that. Um, so to in the same, you know, 
we weren't expecting robot dokes to come back in the show, but I just want to, I just want to bring that up because it is, it's not a nod to the books at all, but it's, it's, it's worth mentioning for lack of a better term, uh, to set up the final end stage here. Um, Dexter captures Hector and makes him call LaGuerta. And that's how we have the final setup where LaGuerta is going to come in. Dexter is going to kill Hector. He's going to make it look like Hector and LaGuerta got in a struggle. They both die. No one ever lives to tell about it. As a viewer, you're sort of thinking like Dexter is not going to actually kill LaGuerta, right? And like you could kind of see like the timestamp where we're at in the show. There's only like 15 minutes left. So it's like something has to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember thinking like, no, they're not going to kill LaGuerta because that's not what the show does. They don't kill the, you know, they don't kill one of the main characters. And right. Um, LaGuerta conveniently shows up without backup. And we have the open storage container. Dexter M99's her. And I got to give. Oh, go ahead. I was like, and her vehicle is also being traced. Like, like it gets the department's all over the vehicle. Sure, sure. Sorry, um, sorry. There was the other thing the, I was like, yeah, yeah, conven- yeah. conveniently. Okay. Um. So, to Dexter's credit, if Deb never gets involved, this whole thing goes on smoothly, and no one's any wiser. It's not until Deb shows up that this whole thing happens. Because Dexter's about to do. I think he actually. You know what? He does shoot Laguerta because when Deb shows up, we hear the gunshot. Oh no! I thought he shot um, where he stabs. Um, oh, okay. Where, where where he stabs um um Hector Estrada. Okay. I assumed what I assumed this. Let me think. What I, let me say really quick. What I assumed had Deb not showed up. What was going to happen is where he stabs um um Hector. Hector. He shoots Hector. Then so it now looks like a bullet wound. And so he was going to shoot LaGorda the same thing, like in her heart or whatever. And then he was going to dismantle the entire thing and then call the cops or whatever. And they were both going to be dead in just an empty container with one gunshot wound. That's what I assumed was going to happen. Yeah, I I just I just really quickly looked at the scene. And, yeah, there's all blood around Hector and there's nothing about around LaGorda yet. She's still uh, uh, whatever the word is passed out from the M99. Um, and something I wanted to clip, but I forgot to because I was clipping other stuff. Deb walks in on Dexter in season six, Dexter's words. Oh God. When Deb walks into the container, seeing what Dexter has done with Hector and LaGuerta first words. Oh God. Um, just cool. And I should have clipped it together. Um, LaGuerta wakes up. You know, and, and we we don't. She doesn't know. I guess we don't know the audience of how this is going to play out because you have uh, uh, it's not a Mexican standoff, but you have Dexter setting all this up and Deb about to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I wanted to play here, and to your point that Dexter is following Hannah's code now. Um, something Hannah she says it a few times, but I only clipped when she says it to Dexter. So we have we have the scene right where Dexter's standing there, Deb has the gun pointed, Laguerta shouting, "You got to take Dexter out." He's 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 lying. He's setting you up, and Dexter repeats what Hannah says 
Uh, she says it quite a few times, but uh, I'm going to play. Again, these are two clips back to back. This is Hannah saying something and then Dexter saying it. Uh, and to your point of Dexter starting to follow Hannah's code. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Uh, and, and she says it She says it one other time. Um, but when, when you brought that up that he's following a code, I was like, oh, my God, that makes that clip have even mm-hmm. more uh, power behind it. That's cool. Um. So I don't know how much I want to get into it and into maybe because of timing. It's not till this time I watched the episode where I realized if Deb never got involved, this whole thing would have never happened. You never have a lot of season eight. Um, but Deb didn't have to choose. Do, 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 you, do, you, do you buy that at all? What I'm saying is she could have walked away. Because Dexter says, like, just walk away. For some reason, she decides to say, intervene and decide because something has to happen. Here, she right? walked away. Had she walked away, LaGuardia would still be dead. And it right. would be Dexter that would have killed her instead of her killing him. Killing her. Right. And, and, and me personally, I think oh, this sounds so weird. That'd be better on her psyche, right? I mean, it, I mean, yes. I mean, it, it's it's kind of. I, I'm trying to really refrain from discussing season eight, but you avoid you avoid a lot of heartache from Deb if yeah. if she just walks away. Um, when let, let's just let's just roll with what the show gives us. When Deb shoots Laguerta and she goes over to hug her, and this is always this is really where I get the idea of like Dexter's not likable because. Deb did this to save her brother and Dexter is just kind of looking. But as Deb is crying, apparently, and I forgot where I read this, but I am this, uh, what <laughs> that she originally wasn't supposed to run over and hug her. Uh, oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Is that IMDb? I, okay. Then, then I, I just read it there so many times that De- that is general- true. But that's yeah. IMDb trivia says that that was not in the originally in the script, that it was in the heat of the moment. She decided to run over there. Yeah. So Jennifer yeah. Carpenter, I'll, I'll, I'll eliminate Deb here. Jennifer Carpenter is the one who goes over, hugs LaGuerta. I have to say for a show of six seasons that didn't really require so much acting, they absolutely hammered how much acting is required this season because yes. there is a lot of raw emotion. And here you have Deb crying, Jennifer Carpenter crying over LaGuerta. And I'm almost positive I didn't put on subtitles, but in my head, Deb always says to Dexter, I hate you. When she's crying, she's going, I, I, she definitely says I and then you. What the word in between there, I don't know. I don't think it's love. I think it's. I think it's hate because what we end up seeing the after effects of this, um, uh, um, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that as I'll leave that as is. Um, I guess one more. Did I play all of my sound clips? I believe I did. Um, I guess I wanted to play that ending montage really quick because. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go so ahead. Before we get into that, I'm and I know we're going really long on this uh, second half, but. I do remember because this is when I was watching live at this point, I was hundred percent watching it live. What did you think was going to happen when it's the three of them in there and you see LaGuardia waking up, right? So once you see LaGuardia waking up, you know, at that point, Deb's not walking out that trailer, right? Or uh, the the container, right? You know, she's not going to kill Dexter, 
Okay, it's not going to happen because we know for a fact there's at least – I think it was – at that point, we knew then and the next season was the last season, if I remember right. Did you just say we knew Deb wasn't going to kill Dexter? Yes. Or if at least I – if you would have paused it right there, if you're asking me what I think was going to happen, if uh-huh. you would have, if we're in 2012, you pause the TV and you say, Victor, what's going to happen? That's I what I would De- know. I think Deb shoots Dexter. Because I, I was about to bring that up. Like, I remember watching this in 2012 and thinking, Deb is going to shoot Dexter. Oh, see, I thought she was going to kill totally, him. Oh, see, that that never even entered my mind. No. I, I, always, I really thought she was going to kill herself. I always thought she was going to kill Dexter. That's so funny. That's weird that we both I, both of us are wrong. I know, like, I so know, funny. I know what I'm saying is completely unreasonable, irrational, but that's really giving you my raw feeling. And uh-huh. what brings that up from this time is watching that. I remember thinking, "How stupid were you, Victor? Thinking Deb is going <laughs> to kill Dexter? Like, why would you think that?" But you're asking the okay. question, and I was going to offer it, even if you didn't ask the question. I was going to bring up. I remember thinking live, Deb is going to. I think it's the acting that sells it for me. I think okay. Deb. I think Deb really doesn't. And I think uh, you know what a lot of it too is. Dexter, kind of with tears in his eyes, talk about an emotionless guy. He has pure He's emotion. Done. He's like radiant. He's like you know what? I'm yes. Fine. And he even says, "Laguerta is right. Take me out." Do what you got to do. He drops the knife. He couldn't be more submissive to the idea. You need to kill me. And I think when I, when I, when in my head, when I tie all of that together, I feel like Dexter's ready to, to be killed there. Um, okay. I never thought twice about the idea of, of Deb killing herself. That's funny. I don't know why. I just remember watching it. And in my head, I was like, she's going to, she, all that she's gone through this entire season, she's going to kill herself because she can't deal with it anymore. And next season is going to open with him and Lagorta, Lagorta sitting there being like, we have to figure out what we're going to do because now not only is she out there, Deb's killed herself and all this is going on. And I thought that there was going to be something between them, them two for the next season. That was what I thought. The ending montage, well, it's not a montage, it's just voiceover. Um, and it, it's really well done on the writers that you have this episode end on New Year's where, I mean, and Dexter, I'm going to play the clip, but even Dexter says, like, it's a, is this the new beginning or the end of the beginning? And you have New Year's, which is supposed to represent, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, New Year's resolution. We talked about it already. You have, mm-hmm. like, a new, a new lease on life, even though you really don't. Just the only thing that changes the calendar. Um, I just want to play this clip here and to go back to something we were talking about finales. I don't think this is in Dexter and Deb's imagination when they're walking through uh, Batista's party. But in my head, to me, I harking back to when Dexter and Deb are walking through and Dexter is imagining this whole parade, which isn't really happening, but it's people are celebrating Dexter. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about Dexter and Deb together walking through a crowd uh that reminds me of season one um let me Mm -hmm. play the ending clip here we all make rules for ourselves it's these rules that help define who we are So when we break those rules, we risk losing ourselves 
and becoming something unknown. Who is Deb now? Who am I? Is this a new beginning? Or the beginning of the end? And that's just like a like a um the all of season seven wrapped up like Dexter broke a lot of his rules in terms of Hannah and just his whole code with Deb and Deb obviously broke all of her shit, you know, being this, you know, by the law, I'm a cop, I'm a fucking cop, I'm a fucking fucking cop and basically throwing all of that away for her brother. Talk about the idea of consequence of love as a season theme. Again, we don't even have to go through it. I mean, even even LaGuerta in that container that's a consequence of her love from, you know, loving dogs. Mm-hmm. She's, she's there. Deb having to sacrifice herself to killing LaGuerta. You know, now you have Dexter's the one who's been doing all this killing. Deb's been an accomplice, just hiding evidence or, or, or falsifying evidence. Now you mm-hmm. have Deb killing somebody. So it's just like all of it. It's like shit. And again, part of the reason why I think Dexter is so, you can't root for him anymore and why he's he's a bad person because he kills people. But even furthermore, he walks away from this season once again, scot-free. Yep. He was going to kill LaGreta regardless, like you said. Deb did it for him. He eliminated Estrada. He's hurting because of Hannah for sure. But yeah, it, it's just... and and. If you have anything to say on this, I want to bring one thing up before we close out. I'll let okay. you have the final say on on this season. Um, before I just bring up one thing, I'm saying if you have anything left on. Oh, on oh, oh, oh! You mean you were going to say something? No, actually, I don't. I really don't. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Like I've aired what I have to say on it. So, um, for right now, no, I'm I'm done. I'm sorry. No. I think we're close to the two mark here. Two hour mark. Which I think is fitting for this kind of finale of what big you know we have we had a great season and and we have a a, a, a series changing event that happening in in this season and I'll save a lot of this for season eight but just like how pissed I got that they just cut the scene to Dexter's apartment at night. And you 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 brought up something where you thought how season eight was going to pick up. I fucking hate they time jump six months and this all gets washed away. I mm-hmm. fucking hate it. Um, I you know I talk about fan theories after season four ended with Rita's dead in the bathtub, and you're like, well, Dexter is clearly going to get caught. You're talking about Kyle Butler. You're talking about Trinity. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Who's Rita? Sure. For sure. <laughs> what it turns out, who's yeah. Rita? I don't, I don't remember no Rita. Dexter's been for, married. What? For sure, I hated how this all gets. I I thought there was so much here. You talk about the biggest thing that they left out there, and the reason why I thought uh, why I hate a lot of this is because those DVDs didn't go anywhere of Deb Gas, and don't you think someone would have picked up the warrants and been like, hey, was LaGuerta onto something or is it get swept under that hey she was crazy she had a thing going for her and in the end it got her killed I mean well one of my biggest gripes 
Miami they have, they have, they have a racing cops. They have a nineteen. They have a nineteen percent yeah. success rate. So <laughs> the show gives us an explanation in terms of Laguerre. They everyone is led to believe Laguerre is crazy. It's just not satisfying, and yeah. I guess that's that's going to lead to a bigger season eight conversation. Um, Colton, if you don't have anything, we can close out season seven. Nope. Um, go ahead. I I mean. Just overall, like this season, I mean, is is that is that fine for me to talk? Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this season, like, it's really good. Like, this is way better than last season. Obviously, um, I remember like when I I did watch this live, and I liked it, but I remember actually kind of having like a like a somewhat of a bad taste in my mouth. Kind of the same thing. I really liked last season, uh, when I it first aired, and I was watching it. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Um, but then doing it for the podcast, I was like, okay, you know what? This really is not all that great. This season, really good. I didn't like it originally. I now it is up there. It's top two. Like this is easily top two. So really good season. Um, I'm excited to go into the next season, even though I know I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> like, but I am excited because you and me both have already made a very apparent that we don't like next season like that's not a spoiler we both don't like next season i'm really curious to see looking at it through the lens of 2021 and of what it is doing the podcast maybe for some reason i'm knocking on so much wood maybe we'll kind of like it maybe shut up cunt okay well (laughs) (laughs) you know what you know what you you bring up a the most the most optimistic point of like, Hey, I'm trying. Right. I really what if, what if we end up liking it? F- sure. I'll, I'll, I will, um, even though you aren't asking for it, I'll grant you that possibility for sure. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. Like, as, like I said, um, I'm curious, you know, like maybe there'll be something for whatever reason, really examining. We'll be like, you know what? Maybe this wasn't as bad as we thought it was. That's, you know what? That's all we can hope for. Maybe it's just not as bad as we thought it was. Let's, let's go into it, looking at it that way. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. maybe this um, doesn't, maybe it doesn't smell like shit. It just smells like bad garbage. Ma- there we maybe, go. maybe. And we um, just be those little raccoons just jumping into <laughs> trash pirates. Let's do it. <laughs> Something I I don't know if you said this live on the air or if you said it as we were discussing off air off mic. You said yeah something we were talking about nitpicking and you're kind of like well that's kind of what the point of podcast is for. It this is. season felt like the least nitpicking complaining, and when we did complain, we both agreed like hey this what the show is giving us is so good that I'm gonna bypass it mm-hmm. and. This season has been the easiest season. This has been a crazy season in terms of, I mean, we recorded, I mean, you talk about, we did two seasons in two months. That's 20, 24 episodes. That's 24 hours of television we watched. That's 24 hours of recording we did. So now you're at 48 hours. Take into account some of the editing I do. We did a lot of Dexter. So I'm assuming we're going to be on a little bit of a break to just recoup and not yeah. see Michael C. Hall's face and or voice. Um, I still haven't gotten what? my Boardwalk Empire tattoo. I'm gonna have to add a Dexter one to this now. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out how to add both of them to my arm. So 
Um, just get John Lithgow's face and uh, shut up, cunt. Right over it. <laughs> right there, it just says shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, as a whole, this has been the best season for me to podcast and talk about because there was some good stuff to discuss on it. Um, that's kind of my my closing thoughts on the season. Mm-hmm. No, that's mine. Like I, I overall, I will rate this as a really amazing season. Like I, I, yeah. I, I can go on and on about that. I, I really enjoyed. I, even from a podcast perspective, doing this, without a doubt, great season. And with that being said, we are closing out season seven. And wow, we we did the season six finale, I think, right after Thanksgiving. And now we're doing the season seven finale the day after Christmas. You're listening to this in 2021 because we have all our shit backloaded. Well, with that being said, everybody um, have a good 2021. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I, I, I killed it. I was going to say, you want to have a good, a good 2021. Like, seriously, 2020 sucked ass. Like, let's do a really good 2021. So. There you go. And with that, we will talk to you with the start of season eight.